This podcast is intended to uplift, inspire, and in some cases, educate you on how to create a life that feels good. I am not a health professional, and the information and advice shared on this show should not be taken in replacement for any information or direction given to you by a healthcare professional. If you or someone you know is struggling with your health or mental well-being, please reach out to a healthcare professional in your area. For more information and resources on mental health support, please visit laurajaneillustrations.com forward slash mental health or see the link in the show notes. Hi there, I'm Laura, a teacher turned creator, and this is Fill Up Your Cup, the podcast with a mission to help you feel inspired, motivated, and empowered to show up for yourself and create a life that feels good. We're putting the personal back in personal development as we navigate this journey of self-awareness, self-compassion, and growth together. Because together, And with the right mindset, we are all capable of change and living a life that truly fills us up. Hello, lovely listeners, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, we are talking about what may be one of my favorite things to talk about and encourage people to do and prescribe, which is journaling. We do have lots of episodes that mention journaling before. I have done an episode specifically about using journaling to move through challenges or fears or anxiety, and I will link that one in the show notes. But what I wanted to focus on today is giving you specific journaling exercises and activities that you can do to help build your self-awareness, to help break old, unhelpful narratives that you might have, and to ultimately help you move on in your personal development journey if you're feeling a bit stuck or if you're coming up against a challenge right now that you're finding really difficult to overcome. So that is what we're going to be diving into in today's episode. And I am very excited to spend some time with you guys chatting about journaling. Believe it or not, I've not always been a big journaler. I've not always been a big writer or someone who enjoyed expressing my emotions through writing, like long form writing. When I was younger, I liked a little bit of poetry and songwriting, but having a journal that I wrote in daily was not something that I ever managed to maintain as a practice. Even when I was a teenager, which is like the cliche time that we think about journaling. And moving into my adulthood, that was kind of the image and idea that I had around journaling, which was that cliche teenager dear diary kind of journaling where you get your journal out at the end of the day and you write or vent about what has happened. And that never really did much for me. So I think I kind of held a lot of resistance around journaling and I never really stopped to listen if someone else spoke about journaling. So if you're in that camp, please, please hear me out. I'm hoping that I can change your mind a little bit 
about journaling today and give you maybe a new way into it that might be something that unlocks a lot for you because it definitely has unlocked a lot for me. In my previous episode about journaling, I spoke about how I found my way to regular journaling through a book called The Gratitude Diaries. That was kind of my first introduction to journaling as a daily practice being something that feels good and also has a positive impact on the rest of my life and how I see myself and how resilient or not that I feel. The Gratitude Diaries, if you haven't heard me mention it before, is a book by Janice Kaplan. Again, I will link it in the show notes. And as an author, she documented her life, her year, a year in her life where she decided she was going to focus on being more grateful. Her New Year's resolution was that she would try and be more grateful. And she started a gratitude journal where every day she would write down three things that she was grateful for. And throughout the year, she focused in on different areas of her life. But the general consensus was that the more you practice gratitude, the better you feel and the more you attract more things that feel good into your life because your focus is on gratitude, it's on positive things, and it's looking out for that next thing that you might be grateful for. After reading Janice Kaplan's book, I decided to also try the process and start a gratitude journal. And I did it during a time where I was going through a lot of transition and really struggling in a lot of ways to find positive things in my life at times. And the process really helped me. And I really liked the routine of having my gratitude journal at the end of the day. And there were definitely days when it was harder to write something down than other days. But keeping the practice up over a long period of time really helped me shift my own mindset so that focusing on the positive or refocusing a challenging situation to look for growth moments in it just became something that was more automatic and less forced and less a hindsight reaction where I'm looking on a challenge weeks or months down the line and realizing what the lesson was. It helped me shift into that growth mindset. I didn't realize at the time that that's what it was, but it ultimately was that growth mindset of being able to look at challenging days or difficult moments and kind of step outside them and look for the small pieces that I could take away that were positive and could impact me positively, even if I didn't feel very good about the situation. And then the more automatic that the process became, the less I needed to lean on the practice of journaling daily. And I kind of fell out of it for a good few years, maybe three, four years before I found my way back to journaling last year, thanks to another book. This time it was The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. Now, if you've never heard of this book before, what rock have you been living under? This book is highly acclaimed and it's a book that you often see writers, actors, performers, artists of all types, all shapes and forms referencing um, as a book that changed their lives and opened them up creatively. But having read The Artist's Way completely now, it took me two, two attempts to get through the whole thing. I can say that it's about so much more than just the creative. It definitely is a growth mindset rooted 
book and it really does help you build up on self-awareness and connect with parts of you or stories that you might have about yourself that you have kind of buried away in your subconscious mind that are rooted in your childhood. And through Julia's book, you get to kind of go back and experience and re-explore parts of your story that were positive and built on who you are today and things that were negative experiences that maybe are limiting beliefs now that are holding you back. So whether you're a creative person or not, I recommend The Artist's Way. I think if you're not an artistic person or you're not someone with a quote unquote craft that you're working on, I think there's still a lot you can get out of this book. It is marketed as a book to help you unblock yourself creatively. But I think if you're if you're going through a period of challenge or you're really struggling with growth mindset and unlocking yourself, you could absolutely get so much out of this book as much as the artist who's trying to creatively unblock. And the reason I mentioned The Artist's Way is because it's not just a book, it's a program. Julia calls it a program. There are, instead of chapters, there are weeks and there are 12 weeks and each week you have a different focus and you have different Um, essays to read and different tasks to do within the week. And then she has the core pieces of the program. And one of those is what she calls the morning pages, which essentially is a journaling practice. And it was through the artist's way and the morning pages that I found my way back to journaling. And for the first time in my adult life, saw real benefit to personal daily journaling. And I think one of the the big things that made the change for me that I got so much out of this daily journaling practice was the fact that it happens at the beginning of the day and not the end. And I think that that really helped me overcome that stigma or that kind of idea that I created around journaling as this cliche teenagery thing that you do at the end of the day to vent all of your grievances. The fact that I do it at the beginning of a day, it's like, here is my clean slate, my blank page, And these are the three blank pages at the start of my day because in Julia's Artist's Way program, what she recommends for morning pages is three A4 pages a day. And that's what I have been doing for a year now. And it has given me so much insight into my own behaviors, my own patterns with my emotions, the things that activate or trigger me, the things that I thought that I'd work through, but that are actually still limiting beliefs and and so much more self-awareness. And it has been one of those things that is just provided daily routine, knowing that that's something that I show up and do for my mental health every single day. I say every single day, but I actually do it Monday to Friday because Saturday and Sundays are free days for me in in every aspect of it. So Monday to Fridays, I do my morning pages. I sit down. It is the first thing that I do at the start of my day or my work day before emails, before comments and DMs, before planning content or creating content or editing anything. 
I will do my morning pages, whether I am feeling good, whether I'm feeling angry, frustrated, tired, irritated, whatever feeling I have, whatever place I'm in, whatever is on my to-do list, no matter how late I am getting to my desk, whether I've slept in or I've been up early, the first thing I will do is my three morning journaling pages. And as I said, it's given me so much self-awareness and it's helped me move along a lot in the last year for my personal development. It's allowed me to move my professional development along, being self-employed. My morning pages have helped me recognize some of the unhealthy patterns that I had in my work and they've helped me overcome them and it's helped me plan things and come up with ideas and dream up next steps and see things manifest because of that space that I take for myself every single day. Now you know that on this podcast, I'm all about finding that balance between inspiration and implementation. So what I wanna share with you today is five prompts or exercise ideas to help you unlock more self-awareness in your journaling practice because what you get out of this is going to be personal to you in the same way that the experience has been personal to me, in the same way that the experience has been personal to All of the hundreds of thousands of people around the world who have read Julia's book, millions of people actually that have read The Artist's Way and done morning pages or have developed their own journaling practice some way. So I hope that you're going to get something out of this. I hope that you're going to try out some of these activities, even if you're going in with a little bit of a rigid mindset around what journaling is or thinking that it might not work for you because I definitely had all of those thoughts and feelings about journaling. And as soon as I started to show up and try and get from it what I needed from it, it changed everything. So five journaling prompts or exercises to help you unlock more self-awareness and move yourself on in your personal development journey coming near the end of this year or into the start of next year or whenever you wanna pick up your journal. So number one, is build up the habit or practice of daily journaling. This is more challenge than a prompt or an exercise, but giving yourself the the, the goal to journal seven times a week or like me where I just do it on my working day so I could easily implement it into my own work routine All it means is getting to my desk maybe a half an hour earlier than what I normally would so I can do these three pages of journaling before I do anything else. So finding a way to work it into your daily routine. If you've tried journaling at the end of the day before and it didn't work for you, then try journaling in the morning because for me that was a a small small thing that made a big shift in my mindset towards it. If vice versa, if you've tried doing morning pages and those didn't work for you or they felt like it was the wrong point of the day for you, switch to the evening. Try doing lunchtime journaling. Let that be like your lunchtime activity when you have your break in the middle of the day to do your three pages of journaling. Find what works for you and then be consistent with it. So set yourself the challenge that you're gonna journal daily or Monday to Friday, but at least five days a week, at least on your working days, that you will do 30 minutes or three pages of journaling every day. And don't show up with any other expectations around it except for what I like to say, putting in the reps. I feel like with a practice like journaling, it's a little bit like 
going to the gym to work on building muscle. When you first go, it's going to feel clunky and awkward. You're going to feel tired. You're, you're, you're going to feel motivated at the beginning, but then you might lose motivation because you're not seeing results. The only way you're going to get the results is by showing up every single day and putting in those reps. And that is what helps you build muscle and helps you change your fitness. And the same with your journaling. You have to show up to the practice repeatedly, daily. You have to keep putting in your reps, which are those three pages or whatever limit you set for yourself. You're not going to see results straight away because it's going to feel clunky. It's going to feel new. It's a habit that you are allowing yourself to adjust to. But if you stick with it, you will see amazing results in your own self-awareness and recognizing your patterns and being able to move yourself through challenges quicker because you have the self-awareness that you have formed on the pages of your journal. Number two is an exercise that I like to call the emotional dump. We've done brain dumps before where you've got ideas in your head and you dump them all out. This is a little bit like, like that, but it's just emotion. So when you're feeling overwhelmed by a particular emotion or an experience that you've had, when you show up to your journal, just let yourself rip on how you were feeling, why you were feeling this way, who or what you feel might be contributing to this feeling that you're having, whatever this feeling is that is building up inside of you or has been building up inside in you, just let it out on the pages unfiltered. Vent through what you are feeling because this process of unfiltered venting can sometimes allow us to to develop a new self-awareness around what triggers us, what our patterns are, what relationships in our life might need a little bit of work, what relationships in our lives are activating us. So an emotional dump, you show up with no filter and no judgment, and you just let those emotions flow onto the pages. Sometimes it's helpful to just do it and walk away because the act of doing it is what triggers the self-awareness as you're writing it. You're gonna begin to see the patterns and go, oh, well, Maybe this is an overreaction to this situation or, oh, I'm just now reflecting on how I'm feeling this now and I I felt something similar before and you start to make those connections. So it's not about emotionally dumping and then going back through what you've written and analyzing it, but more allowing yourself that unfiltered space to vent your emotions to help you start to develop that self-awareness around what your emotions are, putting names on them and trying to see what your own patterns are. Number three is to ask yourself questions. This can be a good add-on to the emotional dump activity, but it can also be a good exercise on its own if you are facing a challenge or you're trying to solve a problem or you're moving through a difficult moment. Ask yourself why questions. Ask yourself what if questions. Ask yourself what is the best or worst possible outcome. Ask a question about your situation, about what you're feeling. Talk to yourself in your journal pages and respond to your questions without overthinking or filtering. This is the key thing that I think really helps with journaling is because it's a private space and you don't have to overthink or you don't have to filter what you're saying or what you're writing so much. It's not about 
perfectly grammatically formed sentences. It's just about allowing what's building up in your head to form together and come onto the pages and sentences. And sometimes those sentences will make no sense. And sometimes they will make more sense than you've ever had about yourself before. So asking yourself questions is a really good one. And if you're going through a difficult situation, ask yourself, what's the best thing that could come out of this? What's the worst thing that could come out of this? What am I feeling? Why am I feeling? What should I do next? And just see what comes up for yourself. Let yourself answer the questions without overthinking them or over filtering them. And then use that to build up this muscle of self-awareness to help you really unlock the challenge or the situation or the problem. Number four is to use your journal to explore your past. Again, linking to feelings that come up or challenges that you regularly find yourself facing, start to reflect on when was a time in your past that you felt like this? Who was there? What happened? What happened after that? How did other people make you feel in that situation? Or how did they treat you? Or what messages may they have embedded in your mind that now have become some subconscious limiting beliefs for you. I sometimes find it really helpful when I'm having an emotional dump and I've had the same feeling for maybe two or three days and I'm finding it really difficult to move through to do this exercise of exploring my past and thinking about a previous time that I felt a similarly similar amount of overwhelm of this same emotion. It might've been a recent time and then I can kind of like turn the clock back a little bit further. And it helps me sometimes break down why I'm feeling these overwhelming emotions and find like what the the origin point for this emotion in relation to this particular challenge or trigger is. And it helps me bring self-compassion to things. It helps me bring that self-awareness. And it helps me also sometimes make that decision of how can I rewrite this narrative so that the next time I'm in a similar situation, I don't become so overwhelmed by this emotion. What can I do for myself next? So journaling can be a really safe space for us to go back and look at things that happened to us in the past and how they might be affecting us now. And number five is to use your journal to dream up your future. Write about what an ideal life, an ideal day in the life of your future self would look like. Write about the life you are working towards as if you are already living it now and begin to visualize how that version of you acts, works, behaves, and lives. This is really the flip side to number four where we're looking at our past and how it influences are now. Using your journal to visualize how you would live if you overcame this challenge, if you achieved all of your dreams, if you had them now already, what would you be doing? How would you be acting? What clothes would you wear? What would your daily routine look like? And allowing yourself to write in that tense as if it's already happening to you now can be really powerful in shifting your mindset forward and helping you realize your own potential and helping you move through challenge because you're working towards that goal as if you already have experienced it or felt it and you're more personally connected to it. 
Let me know if you're going to try out on any of these journaling activities, challenges, or styles. And if you do, if any of them unlock a new level of self-awareness for you, I'd also love to hear about your journaling stories and your experiences with journaling and what they've done for you and your self-awareness and your personal development journey. Leave me a comment or send me a DM on at fillupyourcuppod on Instagram or Facebook. I would love to connect with you. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to rate or review the show wherever you love to listen to your favorite podcasts. You can leave a one-sentence review on Apple Podcasts, and I would really appreciate it. You can give us a, a star rating on Spotify, and all of your reviews help us reach more listeners who are trying to create a life that feels good for them. Finally, don't forget that if you want more support with your self-care on a weekly basis, you can head on over to Patreon and join the self-care squad where I share weekly self-care downloads, principles, and resources to help you hold yourself accountable and to help you stay motivated on your self-care and personal development journey. We also have our quarterly workshop coming up in October, so look out for links on that over on at fill up your cup pod as well as on the patreon feed if you want to register for that self-care workshop and have all of your self-care questions answered the only way you're going to be able to do it is through the self-care squad on patreon so head to patreon.com forward slash laura jane illustrations or click the link in the show notes to find out more and join today I hope that you're going to get your journal out and start journaling and I hope that it unlocks lots of self-awareness and helps you move leaps ahead in your personal development journey this month. If you made it to the end of this episode, I hope that you feel a little less alone in your personal development journey and a little more inspired to do something today to show up for yourself. If you're enjoying the show, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast streaming app or platform. And if you want even more weekly inspiration, then head on over to Instagram or Facebook and follow the show as at fillupyourcuppod. Remember, you can't pour from an empty cup. So do one small thing today to pour into yours and start creating a life that feels good for you.